everyone. Good morning. Sing hallelujah. 
down before him, for he is Lord of all. Sing alleluia, Christ is Very good morning to one and all, all our brothers and sisters who are tuning in this morning. Uh, my name is Patrick Archibald. And I'm Hazel Archibald. And we're the Archibalds. <laughs> and we're so excited uh, to be hosting this uh, uh, February segment of uh, Catholics at Home podcast. Yes. And today we have a very, very interesting topic. Uh, it's called the seven keys for Christians to make 2021 our best year ever. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So please uh, share and like the page and uh, maybe have a watch party, invite your friends to find out how we're going to make this year the best ever year. Okay? We're waiting for uh, more people to come on board. Okay. We want to say hi to Caroline Sivanis Warren. Uh, yeah. Cynthia Pingar. Sharon G. Hi, Sharon. Joan Linda Harding. Hi, Joan. Timothy Chan. Hi, Timothy. Aaron Paul. Hi. Hi, Aaron. Hi, good, good morning. morning to you too and blessed Saturday. Blessed Saturday to you as well. Yeah. We're very excited because uh, the title itself is so interesting. Yeah. First, the number seven. Seven is such a beautiful and biblical number. Yeah, uh, completion, perfection. Yeah, God made everything beautiful. He made everything. He created everything in seven, seven days. days. Um, and um, I love the word keys 
Yeah, keys to the kingdom of heaven, uh, a key potential, and keys to especially unlock the opportunity in the crisis that we may be facing our lives now. Especially if we're in a lockdown, we need to hear these keys. Yeah, right? we need the key to unlock the lockdown that we are feeling in our lives. So I hope that you can uh, share and uh, like the page and uh, invite more friends to, to, to come get and these watch. nuggets this morning. Yeah. Mm. Hi, Jack. What, Jared? Uh? Is it Jared? Jared. Joseph Gerard. Uh, Joseph Gerard. Hi. Wang. Shall we bring Father in? Yes. Uh, let us give Father Clarence a warm welcome, Father. Hi, good morning. <laughs> morning, <laughs> morning, morning, Father, Patrick. Father morning, Patrick. Seven. Seven. <laughs> Today we're talking about number seven. How are you all? We're good, Father. How are you? Good to have you back. Uh, no, whenever we are happy to oh, be back. You know, whenever I see your surname, uh, it takes me back to my young days, lah. You know, I think I you, know. Should know, you know, you know, Steve, Steve, Steve Archibald, and Garth Crooks, Tottenham Hotspurs. Yeah. So you always, uh, I won't ask whether you are related to him or not, but he is Scottish, right? Yes, Scottish. From my okay, Scottish side. That's your, that's your Scottish side, lah. Okay, lah. All right. <laughs> How are you all doing? We're doing good, lah. Under God's grace, thank you. Yes, and how, because... And how's your daughter doing with homeschooling at home? Uh, schooling yeah, from home? I, I think she's enjoying because uh, she's getting more screen time with her friends, you know. Uh, ah, normally, okay. school finish half day. So now she gets more screen time because, you know, the phone goes everywhere. Yeah. True. Um, yeah. But I think she's coping well. She She's learning. And it also gives us the opportunity to learn with her, actually. Yeah. And all our geography and algebra all yeah. coming back to us because now we have to yeah. her. So looks, like you, looks, looks like you are you are back in school now. Huh? Yeah. You are back in school. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I, I guess younger people are, are a bit more resilient. They are able to, to bounce back. You know, uh, they're quite used to this, but, you know, a different generation yeah. also that somehow you know are not able to, to be as alien as, as the younger people uh, because uh, they're so used to technology i know you were saying that yeah you know when we i guess when we started the year you know usually at the beginning of every year people make resolutions isn't it i mean we all make some kind of resolution uh, either to read the bible or to more you know uh well i thought a lot of people this year making new year resolutions was i think uh wasn't that easy, isn't it? I mean, uh, that being in kind of a, a lockdown, it's, it's not an easy place to be in for people. What are some of the challenges, Father, that you, you and the community are facing? I think a lot of people is the uncertainty, you know, because, I mean, there's never a day when you are certain, but because of this pandemic, there's greater uncertainty, uh, especially oh. with work, uh, with family, with children. Uh, you know, in every aspect of, of one's life, you know, you can't say there's one segment that, that has not been affected by this pandemic. Uh, every yeah. segment has been affected by it. I think what I saw, at least from my own experience, is that maybe the first lockdown, people were a bit more hopeful. But, you know, with the second lockdown, I think people are a bit more deflated. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, when would this end? 
Yeah, and, and of course, you know, not helped with all the all the other things that happen around us. Uh, you know, whether financially, politically, or you know, uh, emotionally, all these things get muddled in. So that's yeah. why this morning, maybe we we this morning, I think it's so appropriate that that we we want to speak a little bit about you know how to be a bit little bit more optimistic. Some people may say, you know, how how to be optimistic in in a situation like this. Uh, so that's why we have you know people like Jeevan who are here this morning uh, yeah. to tell us, you know. To to find to find to find the, the 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 light at the end of the tunnel, and I think I think Jivan has a nice way. He's been with us before. Shall we bring Jivan in this morning? Yeah, let's bring. Yes, let's bring, uh, Jivan, let's bring in. Jivan in. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Jivan. Morning. Good, good morning, to have you Jivan. back with us. Good to be back. Good to be back. Yeah, for, for those of uh, you who have not seen Jivan, we are very privileged to have him. He is actually Malaysia's uh, top business growth expert. He is the CEO and founder of uh, Leverage Lab Syndrome Bahar. I got that right, right, Jivan? Leverage. Leverage Lab. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and uh, I was told that over 50,000 people have attended his programs and he's known to have helped many companies and businesses achieve profits and success fast. Okay, fast is the word. He's also well known for his radio show with BFM 89.9, the business station, which airs every first Monday at 10 a.m. So over to you, Jivan. Can you tell us uh, what you actually do, all these great credentials? What in short do you do? Well, well I, run a, I run a business coaching company. So I, I coach entrepreneurs, uh, executives, managers, CEOs. Uh, in the last 21 years, a uh, couple of hundred thousand people have been through all my programs. I've made companies millions. And right now, uh, in previous uh, in the previous year, in, in 2020, when the lockdown started and COVID hit really hard, I had to pull company by company out, one by one. I was pulling everybody out. And, and we got huge breakthroughs as well. And now as we enter into a second phase of everything, uh, it's, it's again that time to start getting people out of a rut, getting people out of uh, difficult situations. So we have a very apt session today uh, where I'm actually going to talk about seven things. Uh, it's just it's seven keys to, to, to really get your best year ever. And this applies to entrepreneurs. It applies to, to stay-at-home moms. It applies to college students. It'll apply to everyone. So each of these keys, you can use these keys and you find that you will come out of a negative situation extremely quickly and you get success very quickly as well. So I've been working with thousands and thousands of people for a very long time. And, I, and, I can, I, and I've seen a pathway as to what actually makes people very, very successful. And I'm going to share a lot of that today. So it's going Is there to be any well, reason why you, why you picked the number seven? I mean, I mean of course, well, Patrick uh, well, and Hazel. Well, seven, is a, seven is, as uh, Patrick and Hazel were mentioning, it's a very, uh, it's a very interesting number. Also, there were these seven areas, they, they just fit in very, very perfectly. But seven is also the Hebrew number for perfection. So, That's right. so it does something to the human brain, you know, the seven wonders of the world, seven seas, seven days. So it's a very interesting number. And you know, the seven keys uh, for everyone to work on. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so, Jivan. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I mean, before we, we go into that, I mean, I think one of the things that, that I was saying to Patrick and Hazel earlier is that, you know, I, I, at least in my own ministry, uh, people, are, people are deflated, you know, in some ways, in many ways, you know, this prolonged pandemic. Of course, you know, there's already talk about the, the vaccine that's that's been rolled out, you know, maybe that gives a glimmer of hope for some sense of normalcy. But it is quite tough for a lot of people uh, to to get themselves out of this. You know, uh, I, I'm not saying that 
One of the things we, we, we read that, you know, after this pandemic, you're going to see also mental health issues uh, that are going yeah, to affect yeah, yeah. people and families uh, in a very profound way. Uh, not just, even for children who are just staying at home and not interacting, studying, uh, and it's not just the adults we're talking about. So we thought this morning, we talked a little bit about, you know, how, how do we motivate ourselves? You know, you know how, I mean, you are being, a, a, you know, being able to, to lead CEOs. Those are the people who, are, who drive the economy. They need to be motivated. Uh, very much if they're going to if they're going to motivate their, their, their employees or those who are working with them they have to be highly motivated so what what how how would you look at you know for us think, Christians uh, how do we motivate ourselves I think, I think, through this father, the, the, the challenge father is lack of a framework so people don't have a framework on how what, what do you do how do you work on this so someone says I'm depressed or I'm sad or I feel discouraged what's the framework to do that you know some they can't just say I can do it I can do it it's not going to really work. So, so what I'm providing today is actually a framework. So these, each of the seven there is, is something that you want to work on. So I, I would tell people, rank yourself on a scale of 1 to 10. How good are you with each of the keys? If you're a 9 or a 10, that's brilliant. That means you're superb at this particular key. But if you're a 1 or 2, then you know you need a lot of work on this key. And each of the keys, the seven keys, will then provide a framework for you to come out of this, this situation in an extremely positive way. And, and, and see, motivation comes from activity. So motivation won't come from just trying to motivate a person's uh, uh, self, but but the, the activities you do and the movement you get and the direction you move in, that's what would eventually create the motivation. So it's, it's very it's very apt that you, that you mention it because uh, I think the, the main reason is people just don't have a framework. So so I'm, I'm hoping that after today, uh, there's, there's many, many people have a very good framework for them. There's a second component here as well. As Christians, I think we often forget this, that, that we have the Holy Spirit living inside us. And so that, 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 that is a component to also access. I mean, you've got the Spirit of God within you and, and you want to access that. And, and I really want to touch on that as well and know that, that you know, there are two components here. There's, 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 there's the horizontal and there's the vertical, the two components that you want to bring them together. So I think that's also very important to know. So let's so not I, keep our audience waiting. Yeah. Let's, okay, what's 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 yeah, the first? What, I've got I've got my I've got my pen for the seventies. I'm going to write it down. Yeah. What, what's the what's the first key? Okay, so let's go in. So the seven keys to have your best year ever, and that's exactly what's going to happen. You follow all of the seven keys, you will have an incredible year. Key number one, the first key. Now, remember this, we all, one of our, our best, one of the most important things that we all have in, in, our, in our tools for success is our free will. So the first key is related to that. So the key number one is choose your direction. That's key number one. So the first key is, you're looking at your situation now, is you need to choose your direction. And with that, I'd like to go to Solomon, Proverbs. So I'd like to quote, uh, so for each key, I'm going to give you a, a Bible verse that, that, that is relevant to that key. So let's go to Solomon, Proverbs 29 uh, Proverbs chapter 29, verses 18, where Solomon said this, beautiful. He said, where there's no vision, the people perish. What's Solomon talking about? Where there's no vision, the people perish. What's he on about? He's talking about goals and targets. So, so the first key is all about choosing your direction, choosing your goals. When I talk to someone who's, who's, who's very overwhelmed by the pandemic or who's, who feels very challenged by it, um, whoever that person may be, one of the first things I notice is they don't really have a goal. Whether it's a monthly goal or a yearly goal or a quarterly goal, even a weekly goal, a target to aim for, they don't have that. So one of the first things I do when a business owner, for instance, comes to see me in my office and says, Jivan, I'm struggling. I, I'm, I'm trying to get more business. I'm trying to get more customers. The first thing I'll ask, I say, what's your goal? 
what's your goal for, for the business? What's your goal for, for the month, for the year? So you want to choose your direction and, and you want to know, you want to start to write down for 2021, what are my goals? What are the goals I want to achieve that I'm going to work towards? That is absolutely critical. And then this could apply to anyone. It could apply to any kind of person, employee, um, entrepreneur, it could, a stay-at-home family member. It could apply to anybody. And that's the first thing you want to do because the minute you have a goal, you can actually test this out. Once you write down a couple of goals and you start working on it, you'll see, you immediately find you feel excited. And, and you start feeling excited again. You, you, you have something to aim for because God designed our brains to be target-driven. We were designed that way. There's a part of the brain called, you can write this down, it's a part of a brain called the reticular activating system. Reticular is in retina. Reticular activating system. Now, animals and plants don't have this, but only human beings have this. And this is a really fun exercise. It takes me only 30 seconds to prove it. So I'm going to prove it to you. So the, the reticular activating system. So let's do this little, little simple exercise, okay? And everyone at home, you can do the same exercise as well, all those watching in. So here's what I want you to do. And now I want you to look around your room and count how many things you can find that is blue in color. Just, just, just 30 seconds. Let's see how many you can get. Okay, I'll just time you. 30 seconds. Count how many things you can find that is blue in color. Just count uh, silently. Just see how many you can find that's blue. 20 seconds left. Blue in color. 10 seconds left. How many things can you find that's blue in color? Okay, time's up. Now listen to the question. How many things did you find that is yellow in color? <laughs> because, nah, because you know you were looking for blue you didn't see yellow you didn't see red you didn't see green and why because i programmed your reticular activating system to look for blue that is the power of goal setting the minute you have a goal you will filter out everything else except the goal and that's why if you buy a black toyota camry suddenly you notice everyone has a black toyota camry it's because you are focusing on a black Toyota Camry. It's not because they bought it at the same time as you. So, so when you choose goals and targets, you start to filter out a lot of negativity and you start working on that. That's why it's so important to have goals and targets. And, and you want to set it. So you've got to choose your direction. And, and like, like Solomon said, you know, where there's no vision, whatever area of your life has no vision, that area is going to perish. Whatever area has a vision, that area will flourish. Like I even look at, at for instance, um, a couple uh, um, uh, clients of mine who are married couples, I say, I'll ask a question, what's the goal in your marriage? What's what's the goal? What's your vision for your marriage? Hey, can you see something big, something beautiful? And they go, well, wow, never thought of it like that. <laughs> you see, what's the vision for your body? What's the vision for your finances? What's the vision for your for your career? So so the first key is all about that one. It's all about choosing your direction. And, and there are only two rules for goals. They must be very specific because you can't say, I want more money. You've got to say, I want an extra uh, 5,000 ringgit in my salary or whatever that is. must be very, very specific, number one. And number two, it has to be compelling. It has to be something you really want, not something somebody else wants for you. It has to be something you really want. And if you have these two rules, it's very specific with this particular deadline. Uh, I would say 31st December 2021. And, and it's very compelling. You will be, you will go like a bullet. So when you've chosen the direction, you can ask God to bless your path. And you would go in like a bullet. And that, that's amazing because every time I, I get my clients setting goals, they move very quickly. Just to give you a little bit of a side story here. In March 18, 2020, remember what happened, right? MCO started. So with MCO started in March 18, 2020, last year. And one of the first things I did when that happened, I got every client of mine to, to reduce their one-year goals and to just have 90-day goals. 
I said, look, forget your one-year goal. If you throw it out the window, let's focus on just surviving and keeping the lights on. We will thrive later. Survive first. So sometimes your goal has to be that that specific in a timeline. So my, my recommended timeline is one year, 31st December. But in a crisis, you go smaller, you go shorter, and you go more focused in a crisis. And so that's what happened. And, and my clients, one by one, everyone had 90-day goals, and we kept working on achieving those. So, so I want to encourage everyone with key number one, um, choose your direction. Choose, choose one-year goals. Uh, maybe have no more than 10. Uh, anything from three to 10 goals that covers a wide area of your life, all the different parts that are important to you, and, and set the deadline. And then start working on it. So you see, once you've chosen your goals and you know what you want, the rest starts getting easier. Things start becoming what, a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, one of the things that you pointed out, which I thought was very interesting, from a one-year goal, bring down to, to 90 days. Yeah. Because I was thinking from, you know, for a lot of the listeners, uh, you know, people who are watching us, uh, um, there are a lot of uncertainties, you know? Yes. There are a lot yes. of uncertainties. You know, imagine Especially people who are preparing for Chinese New Year coming up. And, you know, they, they, they thought, hey, I want to be able to do this. I want to do this. Those who are selling, you know, those who are in our Willing Hearts uh, page, you know, in Catholics at Home, you know, and, and they are planning to sell a lot of stuff. But suddenly the MCO brings, you know, the extended MCO, you know, throws them a curveball, so to speak. So yeah. I, I, I like that you brought it down from one year, bring it down to 90 days so that they're yeah. able to just... And that's a time days. frame. Very good. Ah, yeah, it can be anything, 90 days, it can be one year, but, but it's got to be substantial enough for you to work towards. So you want to ah. choose your direction. So, so a, a timeline that is substantial enough to achieve, to achieve the goal. And I can put it this way. Someone asked me this question. Is there such a thing as an unachievable goal? So I said, well, here's the answer. There are no unachievable goals, but there are unachievable deadlines. For example, if someone says, I want to lose 20 kgs, can. 20 kgs by today, 5 o'clock. <laughs> the deadline's a problem. You see? So, so the, the issue is not the goal. Very often it's the deadline. So some goals may not be achievable in the given timeline that you've put together. So, so the important thing is to look at the deadline. Is the goal achievable in that deadline? So a 90-day deadline or a one-year deadline. So, but, so it all comes down. So key number one is all about that. Choose your direction and choose it. You have your free will. Exercise that free will and choose your direction. And you can ask God to bless it. So I think that's an incredible key. That's the first key before you could do anything else. And, and you want to rank yourself on a scale of 1 to 10. How good am I at choosing my direction? You know, if I'm only a 1 or 2, then I've got a lot of work to do. If I'm an eight or nine, that's brilliant. So, so, so you you can tick off key number one as well done. So, so, right. so yeah, that's key number one. Let's let's look let's look at the second key now. Key number two. So okay, now yeah. That yeah, now that you've done key number one, let's look at key number two. So key number two is choose your reasons. So first we look at choose your direction, your what, what is it you want. Now we look at choose your reasons. Why? Why do you want it? Let's go to Solomon again. Solomon's got some beautiful stuff. Solomon, Proverbs 20, um, Proverbs chapter 20, verses 5. So let's see what Solomon's got to say with, for this one. The intent of a man's heart is deep water. The intent of a man's heart is deep water, but a man of insight draws it out. The intent of a man's heart is deep water, but a man of insight draws it out. Insight is defined as the capacity to gain an accurate and deep understanding of either someone or something. So what Solomon's saying, see, you've got to look at your heart. Because if you, if you, if you go and pursue things that, that you, you, you don't know why you're doing it, then, then you won't last very long pursuing it. So once you know what you want, 
you got to dig out the why, the reasons. Because I tell people this, right? You can, and everyone should write this down. Reasons drive results. Reasons drive results. The more reasons you have for something, the more you will go and get it. And if you wonder why does a single mom work three jobs back to back? Because the reason is she wants to take care of her daughter. And that reason will make her do it. And, and to help you get clear with, with your reason, you, you want to spend some time on this. You want to spend some time with God. You want to spend some time um, for reflection. You want to spend some time in education, educating your mind about what you're capable of. Uh, you want to spend some time in honesty, being very honest, what you really want. So you got to know, like I, I, I had this one guy told me, said, 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 Jivan, I, I want to be a millionaire. I said, why? Why do you want to be a millionaire? Why not a 900,000 air? <laughs> why not an 800,000 air? Why millionaire? And he says, well, it's cool. Well, you see, so that's not a good reason. So, so you got to choose your reason. So once you've chosen your goals, write down all the reasons why you want that goal. So now you know what you want and you know why you want and you're becoming unstoppable now because a person who knows what they want and why they want it is a, is a very difficult person to stop. So, so, so this is very important. And Solomon is saying, and you've got to go deep into your heart. You know, you got to, your insight has to draw out all those reasons that, that why, why do you want those goals? Why, what are all your reasons for wanting these goals? And, and this key is such an important key because I think many, many so-called goal-setting exercises out there, they don't deal with the reasons part. You know, they don't. I, I, yeah. I find uh, I've, I've read it somewhere that, um, you know, you're talking about the where the direction and uh, and the why. Uh, it's sort of like the car. You, you've got a direction where you want to go. And the fuel is really the why. You yeah. know, the fuel, the yeah. why. If the why is big enough, another part of it, if the why is big enough, the how becomes smaller. Yeah. And and, and, and this is the so thing, you know, it's so important. Correct. When you know your purpose or something, let's say you go on a holiday with your family, your, your wife, your family, and everyone, you go on a holiday, and then you're arguing, and then you stop and you ask, you ask this one question, what's my objective here? You'll find immediately the argument stops because you're, you're uncovering reason now, you're uncovering purpose. So what's my objective here? So what's my objective for this goal? What's my objective? What's my purpose for this? Why do I want this? Then you might change the goals. Even so, when you write down a goal and if you start digging into the reasons, you might realize I don't really want those goals. I want some other goals. So, so, so this is quite important. I think um, people don't spend enough time on this because they could be afraid, or they just uh, don't want to do the work that's required to dig out the reasons, or they feel the reasons are good enough from a society's standpoint. So, so I, I I've had um, clients pursue all kinds of things, and I always tell them, be clear what the reason is. And, and, you know, and, and I think when you're clear and, and you're honest about it, you'll find that, that, that the goal gets a lot easier to achieve as well because suddenly working hard isn't working hard anymore. So, so that, that's really important. Key number two is a very big key. And it, and it, it is, follows with key number one, the two sides of the same coin, actually. So you've chosen your direction and now you're choosing your reasons. So very, two very important keys. And again, you want to rank yourself. How, how, how good are you at identifying your purpose for everything you do on a scale of 1 to 10, how good are you at, at identifying your reasons? Because most people just skirt through that. They don't really spend time on that one. And that's really important. You, you really want to look at that. I guess right now, every, sorry, Father, go ahead. No, yeah. So it'll be goal, it'll be reason, and yeah, that will so lead to... Is, so, so, so the goal was is the what. So what is it that you want? The choose your reason, key number two is the why. Right. So first, and, key, first key is choose your direction, which is the what. 
Second key is choose your reasons, which is the why. Third key, key number three is choose your methods, which is the how. how. So okay. choose your methods. So let's here we go to Luke. Let's go to Luke chapter 14, verses 28 and 29. This is such an incredible um, verse from, from our Lord. And, and, and Jesus said this. He said, for which of you wanting to build a tower doesn't first sit down and figure out the cost to see if he has enough to finish it. I thought this is amazing. It's, 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 she's looking at, at all the details now. You're looking at the micro, the details. For which one of you wanting to build a tower doesn't first sit down and look at the cost to see if you've got enough to finish all of this. So now that you've got the goal and you've got your reasons for the goal, you've got to take stock. You've got to take inventory of all the resources you have to go and get it. This is the methods now. So here's where you're now writing down your plans. So you're looking at the how, because you see, this is where things get real. This is where it gets real. You know, someone, for example, I, I would say this, say someone, someone comes to me and says, um, so coach, I want 1000 new customers in my business. Okay. That's nice. You can want a thousand new customers. That's great. Now I give them the formula. So the formula is LG multiplied by CR equals C. So LG stands for lead generation. CR stands for conversion rate and C stands for customers. So I say, look, customers, there's an equal sign. If you want 1,000 customers, how many leads must you get? And what conversion rate must you get from those leads? If you get 10,000 leads, inquiries, and you convert only 10%, well, they'll give you 1,000. So, so, so you've got to work backwards. You've got to look now at, at what am I going to do to get the number of leads I need to get and the conversion from those leads to get the customer. So this is where key number three comes in, is choosing your methods. So maybe you've got to do uh, Facebook advertising. Or maybe you've got to do networking. Maybe you've got to do referral strategies. Maybe you've got to do LinkedIn advertising. But this is where the methods come in. So, so you first sit down and you do key number one. You choose your direction, where you want to go, go where, and then you choose. And then you do key number two. You choose your reason for why you want that direction. You get really clear on these first two things. Then you go to the third key, choosing your methods. And here's where you start planning everything out. And you find you're, you're getting extremely motivated at this point in time. And, and, you're, and you're getting really excited as well because now you're coming up with all these different things you can do to get those goals, which you, you know also why you want it. So this is very, very important. And now your weeks make sense. Now your days make sense. Now your months make sense because you're mapping everything out. So you've written down your goals. You've written down why you want those goals. And now you're writing down your plans. You're making plans to achieve all of the goals. So it's the what, the why, and the how. These three things go together. This is this this is this is very very important because if you miss one of it, then you're not going to get the goals. And and many people yep. uh, many people don't like this part where the how where you get get into the micro details. You look at the resources, you look at your staff, you look at the situation, you look at your cash, and you look at everything. But I would like to put I would like to put out a a, a, a sentence here that's really encouraging, and that is this: get everything you can out of all you've got. Get everything you can out of all you've got. Be the kind of person that gets everything he or she can out of everything she's got or he's got. And most people don't realize we actually have a lot of resources. We actually have so much that we can use to get whatever it is that we want to get. We don't always need new things. Yes, there's a lot of new things you can bring in, but start looking at what you already have. Take inventory of everything that you have. See, especially in today's world where, you know, look, look at us now, we're all on Zoom. Well, on StreamYard, rather, we're all online and we're doing this online. There's just so much resources at our fingertips. 
from Google to technology to all sorts of stuff. So keep that in mind as you choose your methods that you have access to so much resources. And if you go back 20 years ago, this, this, this wasn't available. There was no social media. You know, if you, if you remember, I don't know if you remember, but about 20 years ago, 18, 20 years ago, some of the top strategies was newspaper advertising, yellow pages advertising, faxing, direct mailing, these things, you know, I mean, where's all of that today? One ad, small ad in the newspaper was about 2,500 ringgit. And today, you ask someone to put 2,005 in a Facebook ad, they'll be complaining. And those yeah. days, you one ad, one day, and that's it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hilarious. I remember a guy put an ad out and he forgot his phone number and he wasted that money. Uh, it's so exciting, but the time is running out on all of us. So if oh. you can watch yes, through the rest and then we can get some questions from our audience, yes. it will truly yes. help let's, them. Yeah? So let's go, let's go to key number four. Let, yeah. let, let's <laughs> so first, so key number four is choose your values. Choose your a value is what you hold to be important. So now that you've chosen your direction, you've chosen, you've chosen your reasons, you've chosen your methods, you now want to choose your values, what you hold to be important. Let's go to Matthew again, Matthew 16, 26. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? So this, this actually sets your path correctly. Many people, I mean, you, you don't want to be pursuing goals and methods where that they go against your values. So you want to start to choose your values. And this is very, very important. Even in organizations, we always look at what are your company's values? What a value is something you hold to be very important. And there are many values out there that, that you want to consider. You want to, you hold hard, being hardworking to be something that's very important. Honesty, integrity. You start to choose your values so you don't compromise as you pursue your goals, you don't compromise on these values. This is very important because you could become quite heartless in the pursuit of a goal. So this key, key number four, sets you on the right path. Choose your values. Very, very critical because often I find people swaying when they go down. So that's key number four. Key number five, now that you've chosen your values, here comes the following key, a very important key. Choose your companions. So here we go to Proverbs 13, 20. He who walks with the wise grows wise but a companion of fools suffers harm. <laughs> this is interesting. So you want to choose your companions. As you go on this journey, you want to start looking at the companions you're going with. Are you walking with wise people, people with integrity? Are you walking with people who, who are also pursuing very good goals? Or are you walking with criminals? Are you walking with, with people who are, who are completely um, lazy and everything else? So, so you want to choose your companions. And, and I, I like this one statement by a famous author by the name of Brian Tracy. He said this, he said, your income is the average of your five closest friends. I thought that was interesting. I said, you take a look at your five closest friends, your income is the average of all five, plus minus 10, 20%. I thought, well, that's interesting. So, you know, so you, you, wanna, you wanna ask yourself this question, who must I introduce into my circle? As I go and pursue my goals, who should I be introducing into my circle? Who, which circle should I go into? You know, you wanna choose your companions. Like, like for example, just being here, the Catholics at Home podcast, choosing to be in this uh, amongst these companions, you're learning a lot. Um, so people are learning so much just by coming here. So this is choosing companions again. And, and I think this is something that, that people have forgotten. They have forgotten how critical it is to choose your companions when you go for a goal. It's so critical because it will influence you. And here's another example. You can, you can check this out. 
if your five best friends all drive SUVs, chances are you will be driving an SUV as well because it's called influence. So, so you want to have a lot of positive influence in your life. So choose the companions that you're going to work with. This includes even your staff, even the staff that you want to join into your company. You've got to start choosing, being very choosy about everything. And, and this is such a big key because I think uh, most people leave companions to chance. And chance is not a very good deliver, deliverer of companions. You know, you, you don't want to leave it to chance. You want to choose very good companions on your journey. So that's key number five. Which now comes to the, a very interesting key, a tough one, actually. Key number six. Key number six is choose your routines. Choose your routines. And the verse for this, we have Daniel 6.10. So choose your routines. Now that you've got, you've, got your, you've got your direction, you've got your reasons, you've got your methods, you've got your values, you've got your companions. Now you want to choose your routines. Now, routines are the secret to achieving anything in life because it happens in the subconscious mind. It's happening in the background. All of you here today, you'll notice you have very good dental health in general compared to people maybe uh, hundreds of years ago. Why? Because we have the routine of brushing our teeth twice a day. So, so let's go to Daniel and see what Daniel's saying. Daniel 6.10. When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went into his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God as he had done previously. So you look at Daniel. Daniel had routines. He would get down on his knees three times a day. He would pray. He would give thanks as he had done previously. He was always doing this. Daniel built his life on routines. And, and this is brilliant because when you understand this, you understand the secret to success. The secret to success is, is, success is rituals or routines. So you may want to write this down. It is better to be consistent than it is to be brilliant. It is better to be consistent than it is to be brilliant. And this is the thing. So whenever I talk to people and they want success in their business, I'll ask this question. What are you doing on a daily basis that can create that success on a subconscious basis? For instance, let's say now you have the routine or the ritual of making 10 telemarketing calls a day. Every day you just do 10. You just make 10 calls and you talk to 10 new prospects every single day. What would happen in one year? In one year, you would have spoken to more than 3,600 people and, then, and you would have closed a lot of sales. You can build routines into any aspect of your life. What if you had the routine of going for an evening walk with your family every day for half an hour? In one year, your whole life has changed. So the secret to success is routines. You want to choose your routines. And I'll give you another example to, to improve your finances. Here's a good routine. Whatever salary enters your bank account, take out 20 to 30% and put it in a different bank account. And when that bank account gets fat, take that money and buy a property or invest it in some unit trust or something. Make that a routine for the rest of your life. And you see, when choosing such routines, you can change your whole life. And I think this is absolutely fascinating. And, and many people have forgotten the power of a routine. And, and imagine if you had a, a routine of praying and, and praying every morning and reading the Bible, for 30 minutes every single day. That'll change your whole life. That'll change your whole year. That will make 2021 indeed your best year ever. So, so key number six is such a powerful key. And, and you, want, you want to really, really get that key activated. I think this is a key where many people have a weakness because they leave it to chance again. So you want to really choose your routine. Choose very good routines and, and, and lock it in. Lock these routines in. You know, Every day or every week you have these routines. And the last one, the final key, 
this is an interesting key. Key number seven is choose your breaks. Choose your breaks. Here we go to Genesis. Genesis 2.2. 2. Genesis chapter 2, verses 2. Choose your breaks. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. And this is amazing. God himself rested. And we human beings think we can work seven days a week and not rest. <laughs> this is absolutely fine. I tell, and I, I've noticed this with a lot of my clients. When I started making them, forcing them to take breaks and, and switching off, guess what? Their businesses improve immediately. Businesses improve. Their careers improve. Everything improve. And I, I find it fascinating, you know. Let me tell you why this happens. You need to take breaks. It's not admirable to see a person work 24 hours. It's not. God himself took a day off and in, in, in they, they, they call it the Sabbath. Now, let me give you the science of breaks, why it's so important. When you take a, when you switch off from work, now, if you recall about, again, 18, 20 years ago, the day of the, before the Blackberries were invented, people actually switched off. They finish work, they go home, and that's it, they switch off, and then they, they're at home. When the Blackberries came along, now suddenly you got push email. Today, we have push email on all devices. Then suddenly there was no more boundary between work and home anymore. And people stopped taking breaks and stress went up um, and all sorts of other things started going up. So what happens when you take a break, when you switch off from work especially? What happens is your brain moves things from short-term memory into long-term memory. Think of short-term memory as RAM and long-term memory as hard disk. So if your RAM is overloaded, then your phone will, your phone will freeze. So when you start taking breaks, your brain realizes things are not so critical. You don't need to keep it in short-term memory anymore. You can file it up in long-term memory and you start to relax. Your shoulders start to relax and cortisol goes down and everything changes. So you are renewed. Be renewed, as, as, as Paul said, be renewed in Christ. So you, you, want, you want to choose your breaks and choose how you do it. I ask people to do three switch-offs, just three switch-offs. First one is the daily switch-off, everyday switch-on, switch-off. You decide what time you switch on and decide what time you switch off. But when you switch off, completely switch off. Maybe you switch off at 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock or 8 o'clock and then switch off. The second one is the weekend switch off. Maybe you switch off one, one day a week uh, or however that works for you. And like, for example, some restaurant owners, they switch off on a Monday. Not on, they work on Sundays, they switch off on a Monday. And the third one is three to four major holidays a year. Take a major holiday where you switch off. You'll notice when you do these three switch offs, when these three rest periods, you do it, you are even more excited about your work. You're even more excited about, about doing things. And it's very, very powerful. You become fully engaged. You want to be fully engaged and fully disengaged. Fully engaged, fully disengaged. And human beings, we are designed for that. Go in full force, full engagement, and then completely disengage. And if you look at it, if you think about it, if, if you... If you look at, um, for instance, you look at the sprinter and you look at the marathon runner, the marathon runner looks haggard and exhausted. The sprinter is bursting with muscles. They sprint explosively for 100 meters, 200 meters, and then they, they stop. Whereas the marathon runner is running and then running and running and running, and then they look really haggard because we're designed for full engagement, full disengagement. So that's really, really important. So, so now let's take a look at it. So I bring it all together. You start out by, by choosing your direction. What is it that you want? Then you choose your reasons. Why do you want that? Then number three, you choose your methods. How are you going to get it? Number four, you choose your values. You start aligning everything correctly. Number five, you choose your companions because life is not meant to be lived alone. You bring people with you. You choose your companions. Number six, you choose your routine. So you start getting things happening on autopilot in the background. 
And number seven, you choose your breaks. If you do all of the seven, you will have indeed your best year ever. It will be an incredible year. And, and you will build such a stunning year. And that's the key. That's really what yeah. you want to do. Amazing. I feel excited already, especially taking a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you have permission now to take a break. Yes, yes you know what? My husband is a workaholic and he needs to do things. <laughs> I'm the one who always advocate the breaks. And I totally agree 1000% that the break is so important. It really yeah, is. You got to talk. Like I even tell my clients, no, don't message me late at night. You know, if they message me at twelve o'clock at night, I will call them at six in the morning. That's a that's a good one. I think I should I should I should apply that into my life. <laughs> After twelve, I talk at five o'clock when I wake up. You know, sleep early and get up earlier. That's the thing. <laughs> no, just listening, just listening to you, Jivan. I think uh, you know, uh, though you 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 give a kind of a model. I think. You know, these are things that, you know, sometimes you, when you, when you, when you, and I listen to you, I mean, these are things that, you know, that we know it's somewhere in, in, in our brain somewhere, yeah. but to put it in a framework uh, to put it in a framework and to look at it systematically, I think that that's a very good thing for us, for each one of us. And as I was listening to you, I mean, though you, you speak of, uh, 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 in a kind of a business background, but I was just thinking it's, it's so applicable even to our own spiritual journey. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, if if you if you have a if you have a goal in for your to build your spiritual life, uh, you know, all these things apply. I mean, you, you need a reason why why are you doing this? You know, not just because you you know you you feel that the closer you are to God, God will bless you more. But no, but it's a relationship, and the yeah. how is very important. A lot of people, you know, yes, I want to go closer to God, but we we never sit down to think how am I going to do it? You know, yeah. how, how what's it? the first step? What's yeah? yeah what, you know, you know, it's just like. You know, it's just like uh, I always say, at the beginning of the year, everybody says that, oh, I want to read the whole Bible. So the first method is, okay, I'm going to open Genesis and get right to Revelations. And you realize that, you know, by, by the third week, you're all just so flustered and you don't know what's happening and you and, and you and you give up. And I think the other point I, I find very important, that companions, the, the people that you keep company with, do they inspire you that to reach that goal, even spiritually, you know? Uh, if you have a goal that we want to be closer to God and the companions that we are around, it doesn't have to be, I mean, they, whether they are they are rich or poor, but people who, yeah, who share right. similar right. values, right. Uh, people right. who, who support, you know, your if you say no to something and they support you, you know, and not, not they not ridicule you, ah, you are too holy, la, you know, you shouldn't, you, 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 you know, you should be joining us. Uh, a good example, that, I can give you a good example. Let's say you want to say the rosary every day. You want to choose companions who also say the rosary every day. And that's going to influence you. you see, yeah. if, you want to, if you want to eat salads, then you want to have some friends who eat salads, you know? So, so and don't think it's rabbit food. In school, we always had this, you know, if, if, if I said that, oh, I, I'm going to church or I'm going for altar service meeting, my friends will make fun of me. Oh, you are the holy one. You know, you are, you're going to church, you know? And that sometimes, so you hide from them. You don't tell them, you know? You, you don't want to <laughs> yeah. tell them because you want to be ridiculed. But very important that, you know, the people that you keep company with and, they support support uh, what you do and and encourage you and i think that's that's also very and, important and also if they, they go against your values you want to think twice you know but mixing with such friends if they they are completely against your values and values that you hold to be very dear and you want to think about that you know because life is life is short and you want to to move with the right people you know you want to pursue noble goals and the things that that are worth pursuing and i yeah. think that's such a big point i mean choosing your companions is is, is everything in, in out there mm -hmm. 
and people but, take it to a level. Yeah, I think as I was listening to you, I was just thinking of of personal, not personal, our, our own lives. I mean, in terms of giving direction to our life, and I think this is a you know, you should you should you should uh, you know write this down somewhere and, and and make a book out of this. You know, uh, <laughs> a bestseller to replace the seven seven effective, highly effective habits. Now, ah, we have yeah, seven key. Very good, You know, I think I think that's something that you know. Uh, I think it's so it's so good that you know it gives direction for our lives, uh, whether it's spiritual, whether it's it's emotional, whether it's it's psychological, whether it's also I mean in terms of career, uh, it gives direction to our lives. And and I think the important thing is routine. Like, I mean, cons consistency. You know. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit like, you know, what we do at Catholics at home. When we started, we all were like gung-ho. We said, you know, we will do it. Uh, then as time went by, we got tired. You know, we said, no, but let's keep it Saturday morning, 10.30. It's the consistency that draws people. Uh, right. Rain, shine, you know, whether it snows or whether it's, 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 it's a, right. you know, it's a right. storm. And, you and, you can, and you can look at McDonald's as an example. You know, it's one of the biggest businesses in the world. And the Big Mac tastes the same. Every country you go to, Vietnam, Kuala Lumpur, London, New York, it is exactly the same wherever you go. It's consistent. It's incredible how they built a business around consistency. Yeah. It's a, yeah. So, it's so, so I think it's critical if you can build these routines in the background. The routines will push you forward. You no, when you when you say when you say McDonald's, I mean the the, the only time I mean not the only I I eat McDonald's. I mean it's not in any advertisement for anybody. You know <laughs> when I travel and I, I'm in an airport, that's the only thing I eat because I know what I'm paying and what I'm going to get that when I'm traveling, it will not churn my stomach. So I think like, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, you know what you're getting. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, that, yeah. There you yeah. go. The consistency, because you can trust the consistency, you see? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's so, so critical. And, and in anything, in any part of our lives, if we can make it happen in a routine basis, it will happen. Your life will just change down the road. So, so there'll be a compound effect further down the road. There's a compound effect. If a person exercises for 30 minutes a day in one year, his, his body has changed. That's a compound yeah. effect. It becomes yeah. like automatic. And uh, if you don't do it, you feel really lousy and your body just yeah. automatically does it. Yeah. So I understand right. that. You build it in. You build it in as a routine. But I think it's nice that you end, you end with the point number seven to take a break. And I was just thinking to myself, sometimes, you know, uh, uh, routine, can also become something that it that that loses its focus. You just yeah. do it because you yeah. need to do it. The break for me is like uh, sometimes you need to reset. Also, you know, you kind of have to you have to reboot. You have to reboot the system uh, in order to get you know to go back to the whole idea of starting all over again. And and, and, and I think uh, uh, what God was doing when he he said that he took a break on on Sunday by 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 God resting on Sunday, it's like telling us human beings that we've got to do it. We've got yeah. to also switch off and recalibrate and take a break and rest and recover and rejuvenate and renew and come back into the game again. You know, then you but I, I, can't, I can't do that on a Sabbath, Ajivan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we probably on a Monday. <laughs> so, yeah, so, I mean, uh, we have, to, our audience, to our audience out there, you know, uh, uh, if you have some questions that you would like to, to, to pose to Jivan uh, this morning, and uh, these are tips and, 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 and directions that, that you know, Jivan gives to, to top-notch people. Uh, and, and he charges, I'm sure, he, I'm, not, I'm not saying that he, char he charges them, but this morning, you know, by God's grace, we have him here with us uh, to share some of his thoughts, his talents, and I think uh, his, that his whole Christian DNA that's it's in him uh, that, 
that brings to share. So to our, to our audience out there, if you have a question that you would like to post to Jeevan, yeah, please do put them in the in the comment section and we'll try, Patrick and Hazel will try and pick up some of the comments if you'd like to ask Jeevan uh, and see yeah. how... Yeah. We see one particular one from uh, Philomena, Francis Peterson. Hey, thanks for your questions. Um, I think she's referring to the to the key called choosing your companions, right? She uh, she asked, how do we look at inclusiveness? Um, how do I, we think, I think, uh, I think a, way, a way to look at it is, let's look at how Jesus did it. Let's look at how he did it now. When choosing companions now, of course, um, uh, you look at the Pharisees. Uh, these are people he spoke against extremely um, um, vocally. He was very vocal against the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And he included all of them in the in the salvation of grace. Include everyone was forgiven. Everyone was part of, of his grace. But he didn't hang out with them. You didn't see him hanging out with the Pharisees and Sadducees. He hung out with other people. So you see, so so this is interesting. So you see, he avoided the hypocrites. He didn't like it. So so he he they were still a part of his plan. They were to get. They were forgiven as well. Everyone got the blood of Christ. But he didn't spend his day-to-day -day hanging out with these guys. So this is what it means, you know. It, it, does, it doesn't mean that, that you become, you go to a cave and then you shut the whole world out. No. I mean, you have all these people around you in, 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 in your social media and everywhere. But you choose who you spend time, good time with. Jesus chose to spend time with the 12. And, then, and, and he spent even more time with the three. So it's, it's, a, it's an act of choice in terms of your circle, your inner circle. Who's in your inner circle? Not everybody can be in your inner circle. So who are you choosing to be in your inner circle? So that's really what it means. It doesn't mean you start avoiding it and becoming a, a bigot or a racist or things like that. No, it doesn't. You, you shouldn't do that because that means you're taking love out. Then there's no love in the heart. So, so you know, you don't do that. You know, if, if someone's struggling and you just don't want to be around that person, no, you don't do that. But who's in your inner circle? So that's really where we're going when I say choose your companions. Who are you choosing to be in your inner circle as you move down, as you move down? This is a good question. Yeah. Um, Timothy Chan also posted a, 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 a comment. Uh, in my honest opinion, uh, we probably need to compartmentalize each area in life and choose the people we include. Yeah, based I, think, on that's a, I think that's a good point as well, because let's say in your, in your gym work or your fitness or your running, you may have a certain companions you choose to go along with for that goal. And, and uh, maybe your financial planning goal, you have different companions you work with where the running companions may not be interested in that part. Or your cooking, if you're cooking goals, you may have different companions to help you cook pastas and, and fried rice and stuff like that. So, so yes, that's also uh, another dimension to all of it. But the, the idea is that, that you're, you're always acting on your free will. You're always acting on your choices. You're choosing the people you want to be around. You're choosing the, the, the people that are coming into your circle and you're filtering as well negativity. I think that's, that's really important because uh, often we forget that we have power in, in all of this. All of these things, we have a lot of power in it. Yeah. Um, we have okay, another one. Even we got one personal question. We got one personal question. You know, because we we raise uh, an eleven-year-old. She's twelve this year. Um, how do we make this relevant, or how can we, not to say without watering it down, but how can we simplify this for the mind of a twelve-year-old? I think I think one of the first things is you start to teach her that the power of goals. And you start to, to help her have goals in her studies. Um, start there. Or even if she, she wants to buy a, an, a book, ask the question. Say, why do you want to read this Harry Potter book? What, what makes you want to read it? Ask the question, you know. You try to find purpose. You know, say, well, I like reading it. I enjoy it. Say, what is it you enjoy about this? Try to get them to think deeper about the things they do. 
So what you're doing is you're activating her brain so she knows that, that she's in control of a lot of things. Like if she does something bad or naughty, then you say, why did you do it? Think about it. Think about your reasons for why you did something like that and, and what could you have done differently. So, so then they, they, will, they will avoid the three cancers of success. These are the three cancers of success. Blame, excuses, and denial. So when a person takes full responsibility of their actions, they will avoid blame. They will no longer blame anybody. They will no longer make excuses and they won't go into denial. So when you teach people how to take, uh, take, take responsibility for their own actions, that changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. There's a very, very, very num num question uh, that's coming in to, from picking up on these three aspects. Um, Anthony Das Emmanuel actually posted this question, which fits right in. How do we change a toxic or negative mindset comparison uh, companion to building a goal? Well, here's the thing, you know, if, if, if someone's extremely toxic and extremely negative, you don't want to spend all of your energies trying to convince that person. You want to spend all of your energy trying to achieve the goal. So sometimes it's just, just let it in one year, let it out the other year, and, and you just let it be. Let them be. Let people be. If someone says, if you say you're going to do something and, and someone says, there's no way you can do that, let them be. Let them do things their way. I often tell people, don't share your goals with everyone. Share it with people who are very big mindsets, who have got big mindsets, who will encourage you. Because then you start arguing and you waste a lot of energy and time arguing about it. Rather, you must have spent all that energy and time on your methods and on getting it done. So I wouldn't argue with people. I've, I've achieved so many goals in my life simply because I didn't spend time arguing about it, whether it was possible or not. And I would just work on it. And if someone says, this can't be done, that can't be done, I would just say, okay, thanks for the opinion. That's interesting. And I'll leave it at that. It's, uh, so you don't want to spend, you don't want to go to battle. Many people just want to go to battle all the time. Cynthia's got one. Uh, how to determine yes. my values? I know it's somewhere within me, but it's hard to pinpoint. If I do search, there are too many values, I get confused. So maybe a better way to do this is to just write down, make a list of what's important to me. Just write down, answer the question, what's important to me? Then you write family, um, wealth, good health. And as you write like that, then your values are coming up. You're starting to see. Then from there, you go on to what will I not compromise? What will never compromise? And then, then you start seeing what are your core values. So that's a very simple exercise to do. There are many exercises for that, but that's a simple one. Uh, just, just, just by writing it down. I always encourage people to write. Don't think in your head is the worst place to think. Think on paper. Always think on paper. Write it down so everything comes out, you know, and then you can see everything. Always think on paper. It's a better way to think, actually. And Because otherwise, uh, you'll find it. And again, I think... Um, Know who you belong to. And this is something we Christians forget. We belong to Christ. And I, I love this, this one verse in one of the best things Jesus ever said. And it's John 16, 33, where he said, Fear not, for I have overcome the world. I thought that is superbly encouraging. Fear not, for I have overcome the world. So, you know, when you're really stuck on some challenge, just go back to that verse. Just go back to what Jesus said. Fear not. For I have overcome the world. What is this goal? What is this problem? This is all nothing. Fear not, for I have overcome the world. So you can rest on that. You can rest on that promise. You know, it's a Bible promise. You can rest on it. I think we, we need to remember that. You know, when you pray, you rest on it. You claim that promise. You say, say, God, I want to claim this. You know, you said, fear not. And then you can ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. So I think these are these are elements that, that as Christians, sometimes you forget as well. So so that that's also really important to look, to look at our own communion with God. That, that is that is also very important in this journey. And that is within each of the seven. 
Just coming back to coming back to to your to your seven keys, uh, Jivan. I'm just thinking, you know, I mean, let's let's look at a, a difficult situation. For example, I'm not putting you in a spot, but you know, just yeah, trying to fun. understand what what people are going through. You know, if, if someone is in in a very dark place at this time, you know, maybe you know, in terms of your your career, job, uh, your commitments to your family, uh, your children. Uh, you know, you have commitment to your children. You know, uh, and you know, what is the first thing that they need to do? I mean, to 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 lift okay. them up so, out of this. So the first thing to remember, the first thing to remember is, you must, you will always get what you focus on. You must change your focus. So whatever you, because of the RAS, the reticular activating system, if you focus on blue, you will only see blue. So if you focus on how it's so difficult to make money, you will find every reason possible why it's so difficult to make money. Because life is focused. So, so the first thing to do is change the focus. So you write down in your very difficult position, maybe you lost your job or something, you write down what is it you want. So if you say you want a new job, then what kind of a job? You write down everything, write down in detail exactly what you want. Now you focus, then you write why you want it. You go back to the keys again. Now you go to the how. Okay, so I want this job and I want it because I need this money for whatever the reason. How am I going to get it? So I try LinkedIn advertising. I go to LinkedIn. I apply for jobs there. I go to Job Street. I pick up the phone. I go to companies and physically show up and ask them to employ me. You see, you, you start coming up with methods, but your focus has changed. Now you're becoming more resourceful. So the challenge here is focus. So sometimes if you're suffering with a health issue, you could focus on the, on the pain and the difficulty that you're having, or you could focus on what you want and how to get it. If you want to get better and you want the body to change, how are you going to get it? Why do you want to get better? What is it that you want? Why do you want? How are you going to get it? And then the rest of the keys start to come in. The values, the companions, the routines, the breaks. So it's the same seven keys again, but you've got to always keep guard on your focus. Keep guard on the mind because it's very easy to focus on negativity. I mean, look at social media. Every morning when you open social media, what do you see? This person died. This handbag was stolen. Uh, this, this politician did this. So, so, so much negativity in that. And if that's all you feed your mind, then your whole, by evening, you're depressed. But if the first thing you did in the morning is you read a book, um, you read a book on, on, on either marketing or sales or, or person development or something, now your mind has taken a different focus. So action always follows focus. So what you focus on will expand. So, so the good news is what you focus on will expand. The bad news is what you focus on will expand. So, yeah. yeah, true. <laughs> we, we have all experienced it. Uh, mean speaking from our experience, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's so important because you know, right now, especially with, with the pandemic and the MCO and everything, what's everyone's focus? You know, people should start focus. Like when when the pandemic happened last year in March, I got my clients to pivot. So I said, let's focus on markets and businesses that we can target. If you can't do certain things because of the MCO. So if you're a restaurant and you cannot serve people, then let's focus on deliveries. We pivot the, the business and we focus on deliveries. If you're a logistic company and you've got all these lorries, let's look at whether you can offer deliveries to restaurants. You see, so, so you, you pivot and you survive first. We focus on survival first, then later thrive. So, so that's, that's important. Where you focus is so critical. For, for us personally, uh, we had to travel to East Malaysia a lot because we have a team there. And uh, when there is a movement control order, we are locked down, we can't travel and things like that. We focus on how to overcome it and technology was the key that we use. Yeah. Now we're very happy because uh, we save so much on air travel, hotels and things like that. And we, we have yeah. gotten 
people who are willing to meet us online. The, the benefit, <laughs> uh, a lot of times, like what you said, focus. Uh, um, when you're focusing on what we really want to be able to get, you know, and we can't get it, we often forget the things that really do come, but we never expect. Things like yeah. we have extra time. You know? let, let, me, let, me, let me help you with a little thing here. Have a journal called Answered Prayer, an Answered Prayer journal. So every time God answers your prayer, write it down and focus. So every time you, you think God's not going to answer your prayer, go back to the journal and read all the answered prayers. I have that. It's incredible. So when I, I focus on how many prayers have actually gotten answered rather than not answered. So, so see, you start focusing and God actually delivers. And, and you know focus on that rather than focusing on why is God not answering my prayer. Focus on where he has answered your prayers and why. What happened for those prayers to be answered? So see, that's again a change of focus, you know, an answered prayer journal or a gratitude journal. Like I tell my clients, every day come up with one or two things you're grateful for. Anything. It can be small things, big things, but that changes your focus. And 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 you, you can be grateful for little things like, you know, someone opened the door for you or the waiter was really nice to you in the restaurant. But but just having that that gratitude, focus... You're, you're changing your, your mind. You're not being such a critical person anymore. You're not being negative anymore. You're being a better person to be around. So, so you always choose your focus. And it's, it's, very, it's very interesting because when, when, when you do that, you see everything around you starts to change as well because your focus has changed. Yeah, so to our audience, if you have questions, here's an opportunity. You have a personal coach here this morning with you. <laughs> Who can answer some of your questions? You know, uh, you don't have to go and look up Jivan in his office. Uh, you have an opportunity to engage with him for a short while uh, for some some practical tips of, of what you can do during this time to 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 help us all through this uh, this this pandemic. Whether it, as I said, whether it's in terms of career, whether it's in terms of personal goals, whether it's in terms of your spiritual journey, I think these are very important things that that we need to to. To be reminded of, I think you know. Sometimes, as you said, you know, uh, and I often say that also. You know, when you have a problem and you and you, if you focus only on the problem, you'll never find a solution uh, right. because it, it just is right. It's right in front of you, and, and you really are not able to 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 get around it. I, I actually train people to think like this: that uh, every every problem is actually the wrapper of a gift. It's actually wrapping a gift. So when you open a present, you throw away the wrapper. It's the gift that you want, not the wrapper. So the problem is a wrapper of a gift. So I, I train my clients by asking this question. I say, ask this question, what's great about the problem? So whenever you have a problem, you ask this question, what's great about this problem? They're like, Jivan, there's no nothing great about this problem. So well, think about it for a second. For example, let's say you lost some customers. What's great about this problem? They say, well, what's great about it is that I can now create a new process for securing new customers. So it gives me an opportunity to create a new process. So that's what's great about this problem. So in every problem, if you ask that question, your focus changes. So then you stop looking at the wrapper and you start looking for the gift. You start trying to hunt for the gift. So what's great about this problem? You know, and, and, and this is very interesting because it's just a complete shift in how you see things. So, so I train people to do this every time. In any, any situation, always ask the question, what's great about the problem? And don't focus on the problem. Focus on the gift that the problem is, is securing. And, and, and then your life has more meaning as well. So you're making a good meaning out of it. And, and I think that's, that's especially at a time like now when, when people are encountering so much challenges, real deep challenges, you want to ask the question, what's great about this problem? And, you know, and then from there, you, you, you change your behavior, you change your focus. And I think that's, that's a, a very good thing to do. 
We have another question here by Kavya Kavrasan. How to improve yeah. interpersonal skills and the importance of having the skills in our daily life? How to improve interpersonal skills and the importance of having the skills in daily life? So again, um, it's any skill for that matter, if you want to improve, whether it's interpersonal skills or your badminton skills or your painting skills or your cooking skills, every skill has got just one word if you want to improve it, and that is practice. So, so when I was a little boy, and my, I wanted to play chess. So my mom bought me this, this book. I've forgotten the contents of the book, but I never, ever forgot the title of the book. And the title of the book helped me become successful in so many different areas of my life. Just that one title. And this was the title of the book. Every great chess player was once a beginner. Every mm. great chess player was once a beginner. Every great um, golfer was once a beginner. Every great chef was once a beginner. Every great entrepreneur was once a beginner. Every great marketer was once a beginner. Every great property purchaser was once a beginner. So that gave me a lot of encouragement. So I, I thought, hey, that's true, you know. I could be good at anything. All I need to do is practice. I just need to practice. So so in any skill, you just need to practice. And that's it. Yeah. You can be good at anything. The old saying, practice makes perfect. So, you know, exactly. you keep doing it until you get it right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's just that people just don't practice enough, or they don't—they're not brave enough to practice. You know, like like there was this one uh, uh, about two two months ago, uh, two three months ago, I was going to make this fish curry, the world's greatest fish curry. You know, so I thought I'd put everything in it, whatever I had in my fridge, I put everything: chili powder, curry powder, you name it. I I think I'm probably throwing some cookies as well, for all I know. And finally, the thing was ready, and I said, "Yes, this is the best ever." And I went through four or five YouTube videos, and I didn't listen to any of them. I said, "No, I'll do it my way." But finally, I finally ate the fish curry. It was the worst thing I've had in my life. It was so bad. <laughs> so I ordered grab food. You were looking. You were looking at. You were looking at Hazel. This, this yeah. something happened to the household. This. Yeah, but I, I think the important thing about practice is also is also perseverance. I think perseverance is very important. You know. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes we want instant results, and I think, like you said, you know, um, manageable time timelines. You know, uh, yeah. managing expectations. You know, what you want to lose 20, 20 kg, you, you can't lose it by five pm. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> managing. You know, uh, uh, get a you know. good timeline for you to go out there and really get it done. Like you know, yeah. I, I'm not. I realize my cooking is nowhere near Gordon Ramsay. You know, <laughs> so even though it, <laughs> might be, I thought it was, but after the fish curry, I said, okay, I got more work to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> So expect your deadline to be a Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, uh, we're coming to the end of our our show this morning. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Jivan, for for uh, your generous uh, sharing uh, of your expertise with us, uh, with our listeners. You know, uh, your God-given talent. I would say uh, to help people. You know, uh, and we do it in so many different ways. You know. Whenever we think of frontliners, uh, we always think of people in, in who are fighting the the, the 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 virus, you know. But there are many other frontliners also who work in different ways in helping people, uh, you know, to come out of this. You know, so it's not just the virus that we are battling, but there's we are battling it from, in so many fronts. Uh, you know, uh, for you whether it's businesses, whether it's it's personal development, and I, and I think. Uh, we are thankful to God for people like you who, who are able to help, you know, and for sharing the wisdom uh, of a little bit of, of Solomon with us, the wisdom of Solomon that you have uh, into, into, into giving this uh, and to be able to, to, to help our people to, 
to look forward to a better year, to the best 2021, isn't it? I mean, that's what we all are hoping for. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Shall we say a prayer? As always, we say a prayer to to conclude this. Yeah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, Dear Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this very insightful Thursday. We know that every challenge is an opportunity to grow, to draw closer to you too, Lord. We pray, Lord, for people like Jeevan and many others who help others in coming out of this pandemic in different ways. We pray for all those for all those who are struggling, that may they see also the, the light that you offer at the end of the tunnel, the light that liberates us, the light that frees us from all burden. So we offer you every one of us here this morning, for all our listeners, for all those out there, that they may be strengthened with a sense of gratitude and hopefulness to be able to see your greater glory. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank so you. We want to thank Jeeva uh, for, for contributing so much to, to each one of us, to all listeners. I'm sure all of those who have been tuning in today, uh, we can see all the comments coming in, you know. Uh, God loves you and thanks. Uh, interesting event. So for those of you who didn't manage to catch the earlier part of uh, this podcast, please uh, go and uh, like and share, um, follow it on, on Facebook or any uh, on YouTube, uh, and please continue to share these uh, uh, seven keys with all of the people that you know, the, your companions, right? And, and continue to enrich the kingdom of God and uh, help a lot more of these frontliners, like Father said, um, so that we can all enjoy a wonderful uh, 2021 together, all right, together. Um, so um, maybe we can have final words from Jeevan uh, and Father. Yeah. I think I think uh, in in uh, the last last uh, just just a little uh, final bit to tell everyone this, and that is in in everything you do, give it your best. Whatever you do, whatever your right hand finds to do, give it your best. Go all out. Don't don't do anything half-heartedly. Don't don't take an average way of doing something. Just give it your best. In everything you do, pray and then just go all out and give it your best. And then you find everything just starts changing very very quickly. So I wish everyone, all the uh, all of you, I wish you all a very blessed 2021, and may this year be your best year ever. Thank you for having me, guys. Amen. Amen. And we hope to have you again, Jivan, soon. I look forward to that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank All right. Thank you, everyone. Have a, have a blessed, have a blessed weekend, and take the Sabbath rest. Don't forget. Mm-hmm.